Welcome everyone to the Groove Podcast, episode number 16. My name is Paul McWhorter, and I'm documenting my journey toward my master's degree in theological studies and talking about how Jesus, who is full of grace and truth, gives us new life when we believe in him. Today, I want to talk about every parent's favorite phrase and the phrase that every child hates to hear, because I said so. Parents tell their kids to do something. Clean your room. Put on a jacket. You aren't going out tonight. Eat your vegetables. Do this. Do that. And then every kid, including you and including me, said, But why, Mom? But why, Dad? And the answer was usually, Because I said so. I'm the parent. I'm in charge. And you do what I tell you to do. It is a necessary phrase, especially for toddlers and young children, because even if you could explain why, they wouldn't understand anyway, and then they'd still put up a fight regardless. So as a parent, you have to teach your child boundaries, that there are boundaries, and there are rules, and you don't always get your way. And when I, as your parent, ask or tell you to do something, the expectation is is that you will do what I ask or say. Now, as that child becomes older and is capable of reason, then it can be better to offer explanations so that they are no longer blindly following your commands, but now you are teaching your child to make observations, to be aware of their surroundings, to use reason to understand why we do the things that we do. You're putting on a jacket because it's cold outside. You're cleaning your room because it's a mess and you can't walk through it. But it doesn't end as children, does it, with our parents? It's an ongoing phrase that we have throughout our lives. When I went to school and college, I did the homework and the assignments because the teachers told me so. When I joined the Air Force, I did the things they asked because they said so. When you go to work every day, you do things because they said so. Now, throughout the Bible, we see God giving commands asking his people to do this and to do that. He promised Abraham that his descendants would be greater than the stars in the sky. And then he told Abraham to go sacrifice his only son, Isaac. God told Moses to go to Egypt and to free the nation of Israel, but Moses came up with every excuse not to do it. God laid down a whole series of laws and commandments for the people to follow. And the Israelites became obsessed with keeping God's commands because as a nation, every generation or so, they were constantly getting in trouble because they didn't follow God's commands. And then Jesus comes along and tells them that if we love him, we will keep his commands. And it's easy for anyone looking in from the outside that Christianity, like all other religions, is all about following the rules. Well, if you follow the rules, you'll be good enough to buy your way into heaven. If you follow the rules at home and do as your parents say, they'll reward you. If you go to work and do everything that they ask you to do, well, they'll probably just give you more work. But sometimes they'll give you a promotion or maybe a fruit basket. From his perspective, we should probably do what God asks of us. Because as the creator of the universe, As the almighty God who knows more than we could ever know or imagine, God who knows all of the past and the present and the future, if God is telling you to do something, you can bet he probably knows what he's talking about. 
So why do we argue and fight against the one true God who knows everything? The same reason why we wouldn't do what our parents wanted us to do when we were children. Because we want to do what we want to do. Because we don't see the big picture. Because we don't understand the why. So we choose to disobey rather than to follow. Because we have a sinful nature that balks at and tries to resist God at every turn. Because the world tells us that we can find inner peace on our own, through our own self-power, through our own self-discovery. That the answer is not above us, but inside of us, and we just do what makes us happy. Except we all know where that road leads. We know the answer isn't inside of us. Because we have a huge hole inside our soul, and nothing in this world can fill it except God himself. The answer to life's riddle is not in what the world offers, and it's not in legalism, blindly following the rules to earn your way into heaven because you were a good person. Jesus gave us a new command, having fulfilled the law and the prophets. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, Jesus said, You must love your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. In Matthew 5.44, Jesus told them to love their enemies and to pray for those who persecute them. Because by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. All of the laws, all of the commands, all of the I told you so statements are summarized in one simple phrase. To love God and to love one another. Can you imagine? That is a radical concept for our world today. We are told to cancel those who disagree with us. We see people violently attacking each other because they disagree, because they are triggered by what other people say and do. If you want to be a true revolutionary, be someone who loves people. Everyone you meet, regardless of their opinions or clothes or political party or whatever, you just love people and pray for those who persecute you. You know, God spoke everything into creation. He spoke to his creation. He gave us commands through his prophets. And then his word became flesh in Jesus Christ, who talked to us and challenged us and encouraged us and taught us and rebuked us. With a word on the cross, he said it was finished. And by God's word, he was risen. Jesus speaks to us today through his word and through the testimony of his disciples, through the encouragement of God-fearing men and women in our lives who are fulfilling the great commission that Jesus gave us to teach and make disciples. All of this happened because God so loved the world that he gave up his only son, Jesus, to pay the penalty of our failures so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We are free in Christ, not because we followed a bunch of rules, not because we were good enough, but because Jesus fulfilled the law through his sacrifice. And because he lives, we have forgiveness and hope and peace for a brighter tomorrow. You have heard it said, because I told you so. 
But what Jesus said is because I love you. He tells us to do things not just because he said so, but because he loves us. My parents told me because I said so, but they were really doing what was best for me. And because of that, what they really meant was because they love me. And as a parent myself, I tell my kids because I said so all the time. But it's really because I love them and I want to protect them and I want to help them. God is talking to you today and he wants you to accept him, to lean on him, to follow him, to love him and to love others because he loves you. He has always loved you and he will always love you. But it's up to us to let go of our lives, to give up our semblance of control, to let go of our hurts, to let go of our anger, to let go of our failures, to let go of everything and cling onto the one who made us, to cling onto the one who knows us best, the one who has a purpose for our lives, and the one who wants us to be with him forever and ever. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope this has encouraged you and challenged you. And I pray that you will have an encounter with God today. Whenever and wherever you are when you hear this, whether it's today or 10 years from now, I pray that God will move in your life and you will respond to him. Thanks for listening and see you next time.